Welcome to the Alex and Koku podcast. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, that was wild. We got, we got an AI assistant. Hello. <laughs> we got, forget Siri, forget Alexa, forget like that Google. We got the we got the brand new Alex and Koku assistant. So that was amazing. Um, if wow. You, if you go to the app store, you can download that. Um, yeah, check that check that out. Free ninety nine. Free app store. Uh, free. You said free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, charge we didn't it. talk about this. He charged it. $89.99. <laughs> what do you it is it is the most expensive app? I was gonna ask what what do you think the most expensive app on an app store is? That's a good question. I like what do you think it provides? Like something I feel like it have to be like a computer program or whatever that's okay. like been made into an app. So um, like uh I don't know. I don't know how much like Photoshop is or like, yeah. prim- like if there's some of those kinds of things, or even like Microsoft Office mm. type of things that could be, They'd be waxy. Uh, pricey, but that's a good question. But you know what a better question is? Uh, this, this is not a good transition. <laughs> this As I was talking, this doesn't work out. But we're back. Episode something of the Alex and Coco Yo, podcast. Episode- 28 28 yes Look at that. it's been a minute yes it's been it's been a few months <laughs> <laughs> to say the least you know but hey here's the thing quality over quantity oh you're right we could be dropping every week but what are you gonna get from that yeah would the would the content be what you need it to be yes we like, need a time to live, you mm-hmm. know, to process. To, yes, you have to go through our own personal experiences to provide you exactly with a, an amazing experience. Yeah, and especially because we got a few projects to talk about today, and that required we, some some listening time. You know, yeah, it required a lot of listening time. Let me tell you. <laughs> but before we get into that, um, I just want to say one thing. Um, the baby. Oh man, he's a baby back bitch. bitch. <laughs> Yo, honestly, <laughs> fuck that fuck man. That, man. Yeah, what is going on? You With know, the, bass. <laughs> the baby bass. Fuck <laughs> the baby. Um, we, we've, I don't know. I don't think we've championed the baby before. Rightfully so. He's. I don't think he appeals to. Uh, yeah, I. Us. I, I would hate to listen back and hear like we were some like the baby stands. Yeah, so far if we were the baby stands. <laughs> Which is like really, I mean, honestly, unfortunate being from Charlotte, North Carolina. Ooh. Uh, you know, yeah, but, the baby yeah. was somebody that I was at least like, okay, could he Alex, be Alex is required to have a the baby tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, could the baby be like the next Petey Pablo? You know? Mm. Oh, but just in an fact, asshole. He is not. <laughs> it's just an <laughs> asshole. And, and, and we talked about this through text. Like, why does we we proudly call ourselves the short corny kings? Because of course. We course. we have attributes of all those nouns. Yes. But other short corny, other short people out yeah. here, they 
they break us down. They it's destroy true. the name. It's true. Honestly, it's, we've uh, been we've been down bad. We got we got Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's wilding last year? Yeah. We have yeah. Tory Lanez. I saw he did a. Uh, I saw Wayne. Uh-oh. Did some he did a YouTube conversation with uh Emmanuel Acho mm. and there is nothing I've wanted to listen to oh, less no. than that. Terrible. Terrible. It's terrible, but yeah. Wayne, Tory Lanez, the baby. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. It's, it's, it's rough terrible. out here for a short corny king. Yeah. But you know, we provide this content to counteract the evil they bring out. Exactly. So hopefully we exactly. can bring balance to this world like the Avatar. So give with that being said, goodness. give you this goodness. Episode 26. I'm your boy. Episode 28. 28. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're getting back into <laughs> We're getting back into things. We're getting back. A lot of, like we said, we're getting, we've been going through a lot. So, you know, our mind isn't as tuned in Exactly, the podcast exactly. as it once was, but you already know the name. It's Alec. I mean, <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh my god, bro, <laughs> we may need to take another month. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on a sabbatical, <laughs> I can't be here. My name is Koku. Don't you don't even, it's Koku. That's it, <laughs> and Y'all might know what it is. It's uh, it's your boy, Alex. Alex Lewis. Happy to be here. <laughs> you know, I'm. You know what? I'm happy to be here too. It's been, <laughs> it's a, been minute. a minute. It's I haven't been seen your minute. face in. A, in a I minute. know. Like just like in not in person, but like we're. You know, last time <laughs> we we talked about. Oh, we're recording in person now. We're back to it. It's the first I know, time. We were, yeah, we were wilding, bro. And now we're back and over then, Zoom. <laughs> And then you got a you got a job. I got a job. I got a whole new you career. A, a whole new career, bro. Yeah. New full time. You out new here? New full time, baby boy. Out here working from home. Looking at yo. Today I saw the funniest thing. <laughs> I was working. I look out my window, and this guy. I can only assume he was fighting a bee because he had a broom and he was like uh, dodging. And he was just trying to sweep up the um, leaves from his driveway. But the way he was fighting against this bee. Was the was funniest thing in. he was going in? It was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, This man was trying to defend his honey because, yeah, <laughs> this man was winning the poo. He was not, he was not playing with him. <laughs> he was not. Um, but oh then, my God. Alex, this man's been planning. Yo, it's two weeks, I know, less than two weeks, about two weeks. Yeah, little over, yeah, little over, little, about two yeah. weeks. Yeah, we out here. Until a wedding pops up. Crazy. Wow. Dude, it's wild. Two years ago today, at the time of this recording, whoa, I proposed. And now, two years later, getting ready to finally have this damn wedding. And let me tell you, what a relief. (laughs) (laughs) I only can imagine the stress. I did not know... If I would make it, I did not know if we would make it. I didn't know if Cheech would make it. I'm about to say Cheech. We are here, mm-hmm. have somehow survived, and yes. I think we're, you know, 
I think we're heading into yeah. a smooth wedding day. It was all meant to happen. You got to go through the trials and tribulations before you exactly. reach that destination. Exactly. You know, yeah. we've grown through this process. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good. But yeah. I'm excited because before the wedding is the bachelor weekend. Yes, I'm I'm ready to act up. The boys are back in town. <laughs> Yo, just throw some throw some echo on that. <laughs> post. Do some auto tune. I want to sound like Uzi Vert. About to be out here. <laughs> but yeah, it's super exciting um, for it to to finally come to fruition. Because, like you said, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's gonna be amazing. Can't Star wait. star-studded event. Um, the baby's gonna be there. <laughs> Tommy Lane. He's, he's our. He is going to be performing at the reception. <laughs> Yo, how fucked up would that be? All of his greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually gonna be. It's gonna be a beautiful lineup of the baby Marilyn Manson and also. Boosie Badass. No, yo, Boosie Badass. <laughs> and another, yo, because there's been so much I was another working one. on. So, um, Lil Nas X releasing um, both. I don't think we talked about either one of his singles. The We, I, we may have talked about Montero. Montero. Okay. But we haven't talked about Industry Baby yet. Yes, which was a phenomenal song. So good. The beat was crazy. Yeah, that's is... It sounded like, like a new age... I think, I think it was Take a Day Trip. You know, I was going to say it sounded like a new age Kanye, but I think Kanye has some production credits on yeah. it. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Like, Take a Day Trip, they're, they are snapping on... on, on so good. This, this, Lil Nas, this Lil Nas X production. The beat was crazy. Nas's verse was crazy. Jack Harlow showed up and performed. He, as, he, as he does. As he does. But then you have niggas like Boozy and T.I. It's like, oh... Y- y'all try to push an agenda and they go turn every black kid gay. Like, what are you saying? Right. How, like, one, so, but also, <laughs> like, how does that even work? That, I, I have never one time listened to any rap song. I was like, that's, but devote the rest of my life to that one instance. Right. Like, so, damn, yo, this made me more straight. Yeah. Like, it don't even work like that. I've never been more cis het than I have been while listening to Wipe Me Down. Honestly, like, uh, it, was, it was just it was terrible and ludicrous. Ever, <laughs> ever since Lucy got out, he's just been <laughs> choosing the opposing side of every argument. Yeah, he's he's been acting up. And Ti, of course, <laughs> this nigga Ti, I I don't even know anymore. Man. Oh got, God. Yeah, I just yeah, I've had to. There have been a few people I've had to go into Spotify lately mm-hmm. and just been like, you know what? Don't ever suggest any music from yeah. them again. I, I I can do fine without listening to this. Um, what else popped up? Oh, Tyler's album, "Call Me yeah. to Get Lost." A, yeah, a, an amazing project. I, yeah. I love that a lot. Yes, I I would say between. And this is a precursor, you know, to the rest of the episode. But I would say, like, at this point, when we're talking about album of the year, uh, call me if you get lost. Oh yeah, absolutely in the running, mm-hmm. and also self-titled Vince Staples. Yeah, 
Yo, when um Law of Averages dropped as a single, I was spitting that for weeks. Oh, it goes such a dope song. It, it goes so. Oh my uh, god! But that, but that whole, the whole, the whole um album LP, great project, LP, great. Another dope project. Um, Isaiah Rashad, the house is burning. Ooh, that I need was, to peep that. Yo, that's really smooth. Like Isaiah Rashad. I need to peep that. I think he's one of like, like one of the top MC. I don't know. I, I don't think he wants to compete for a top MC role because. Like his energy doesn't give off like someone who wants to like destroy everyone in the game. Like he, yeah. like he, he's in his lane and like he, it's so unique and the right. the BT raps over are so like in tune with him. Yeah, like he, I think he's just good, just like rapping, telling a story. And dude, I'll never it's forget a beautiful story. I'll never forget hearing him. I think it was the first time I ever heard him was on BT Hip Hop Awards mm. Cipher. When they did that TDE joint, yeah, and I was like, "This dude, like, he can spit." Super, super talented, super unique. Yeah. I really love the um, story he tells throughout it because, like, it was it's sad because he explained on one of his genius interviews, like they were calling him the Bobby Brown of TDE because he was going through a lot of mm. like, substance abuse, and like yeah. everyone was like doubting him. And like he has to like break himself out of that, go through rehab, and like, like you can hear it throughout this this whole album. Like even the title itself, yeah. "The House Is Burning," and like, like he knows he's trying to, he knows where the destruction he's causing, but he's trying to fix it all at the same time. Like it's right, right. The house is right. burning. If you want to listen to something something dope, check it out. Okay, okay. Um, shout out, shout out, Isaiah Rashad, shout man, out for sure. What else? came out during that time of our Man, short hiatus. Uh, local, but uh, new Dom Deshaun record. Yeah. Is fire called Maintaining. Mm-hmm. Compete that on Spotify. Uh, Shout out Dom Deshaun, man. I'm, yeah. I remember, yo, it's crazy. Because I remember I, I remember being starstruck when I first met like Dom Deshaun and like Sarab, um, yeah. Bryce. Um, the homie Nas, like I, it was like 2016. I went to like my first local show, and I saw all of these dudes perform, and I was like, "Yo, like these these guys are my age, and they they have so much yeah. charisma, and so much talent, right. and so much like demanding power, like where I'm drawn yes. to them." Yeah, I, I remember like literally seeing them outside of that that space, and like walking up to them, I was like, "Hey." um, I was at your show, <laughs> and I just want to say I I loved your music. Like it really, it was really something that I really like loved. And like Dom was one of those dudes who showed love back. Like he's like, "Yo, thank you so yeah. much, yo!" Like yeah. come out to the next show, and his music is just like it's, it's, it's so a, good, dude. Yes, it's a it's, it's like it's just a it's a it's an elevated sound, man. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's one of the things that you know some of the guys we've shouted on here before mm-hmm. whether it be like joey h mm-hmm. or alexander dreamer mm-hmm. um like you just get this like this elevated sound when you hear where you're just yeah. like oh this isn't just like some quote unquote like soundcloud rapper yeah. like there is a like a attention to detail and just yes. like care 
in regards to the craft that like comes through, whether it be in the music, the visuals, the overall presentation. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's fun to watch. And it it goes to even out of hip hop too, because like the homie Joey Menoncino with his um, hard rock, his metal rock, like to me, like it's definitely not in a realm like I listen to every day, but yeah, it is still an amazing stuff that he works very hard on. Even like there's this group called the Raquels that um I was listening to like early on, like in 2017, 2018, and they have like such a a doubt in very precise. Yeah. Like, they know what they're doing. This is not just yeah. I mean, it is fun to them, I imagine, but it's also their passion. Yeah. So shout out always shout out the local artists, man. I love yeah, y'all. for real. <laughs> I man. Love y'all. Columbus, Ohio, baby. <sighs> it's um so good. Um I know we got another, uh, we got another West Side Gun project. <laughs> the another 20th, one. The twentieth one. This yeah, exactly. This summer. <laughs> I don't. This man, he's just he does not stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably my last shout out, because uh, we got to talk about it. Family ties. Oh yes. 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 Back. Brother. Brother, <laughs> yo, maybe like he's on his, he's on Dude. his um, he's on his wave. Like he this, is, this latter half of this year, he's 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 bro, gonna destroy it. Like I was, I I think it was on the episode we had with Dan and Alexander Dreamer Jalen that we were talking. Like Baby Keem came up, I think his uh his like last album, yeah. Y'all had like y'all had called that out, yeah. And so like die from, die I should have went, I should have went and listened mm-hmm. from that point, but I didn't. And then this uh, Family Ties track drops, mm-hmm. and just like I, I think I watched the video first, yeah, and was just like yo. Like mm-hmm. this man, this man is doing it. Like yes. he's doing the damn thing. It's so good. Just like shot for shot. Yeah. It's just like a beautifully crafted music video, mm-hmm. like matches the song perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was like honestly, like just visually and just the overall like edit of that video, unlike anything. I had seen before. Yes, yes. I and I definitely think he has like a big hand when it comes to the the visuals of his song. Yeah. And not only the like the visuals, like Baby Keem himself, like his rapping yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Like on Die for My Bitch, like I, I liked it, but like it was definitely more of a trappy sound. Right. And you right. know, some some repetitive hooks, some catchy tunes, but like this one, he's going off. And like he's yeah. he's been killing I mean, his features too. Like um uh I we might touch on this later, but on um Donda he has a feature on it where he's yeah going off. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Keem. By Keem he, and he just announced um his debut just album. Just announced the the album. Yes. And even the like the album cover, Whew. which like album art is something like we could probably spend like a whole episode on just because like it's something that 
doesn't come up a lot, mm-hmm. but like you know it when you see just like a really perfect album cover. That's which so- like this one is so clean. It's beautiful. And it's funny you mentioned that because like three days ago, I was talking to the homie uh, Muhammad. And yeah. we're, talk- we're talking about a, a certain album art um, that I feel like is terrible. Oh, we hey, man, we're going to touch on that too today. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. he said, like, niggas these days aren't really caring about album art. And I was like, that might be true, Dude, but I feel like I remember album- Chance and uh, Chance and Yachty um, mm-hmm. on. Don't nobody really care about book? the album yeah. art. Yeah, 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 bro. Like, it's, it's so real. powerful. And like, I think I brought up because the internet, because I said how oh, that's such a powerful, mm-hmm. like, like his like stone face staring at you, yeah. like kind of like hazy eyes. And yeah. as I was thinking about it, like two days later, I was like, oh, shoot. Like it kind of speaks deeper now because yeah. like now that boy, he was all about the internet and he was like, sort of, he was um, surrounded by all this internet inf- influence now yeah. like, that's what it is now. Like I don't have the physical. It's like it's on Spotify. Like he's yeah. He is the internet now. Like it's right. Like I, I don't know if that was intended. Like he you know he knew like yeah. this is where it was going. But like all that stuff is now realer than yeah. ever. And like yeah. you can see him. Like instead of like that. It, like when he when I look at the album art now, it's like he's trying to escape from the internet. Like he's like mm-hmm. he's like. I mean, stuck it's in literally. Sleep. It's like the face you have when you're like staring at your computer. Exactly. Like, and like it's weird now, like just looking at it from your phone and he's staring back. It's like, oh shoot, like album yeah. art plays a lot to like the yeah theme of that album. It's uh, I mean it's so it's so important um, mm-hmm. and something that you know I think like I've I'm somebody who through the years like I'll go on like Spotify mm-hmm. and like or Apple Music or whatever and just be like, all right, what projects are out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will definitely be like songs where like, you know, I'll pick them based on the artists, but there are definitely some, like, if I don't know the artist's name or whatever, but like yeah. the album art is really yeah. interesting. I'm like, okay, like I have a feeling that the music is going to be pretty solid. Yes. Like there's some stuff that like can be visually appealing, but in like a gimmicky way, but there's other stuff like, uh, I'll shout out like Black Star Kids with like mm-hmm. their last album where like I didn't know who they were, but I saw that art and was mm-hmm. like, yo, this looks so yeah. cool. Like, it has, I have it has to, to listen to it. Yes. Um, another one I want to shout out, I think, <clears throat> came out after we last recorded was um, MF Doom and Zarface. They released an album called What The? And that's super dope, like, just not even bars, just clever schemes. They're not like giving yeah. you like very like gut punch punch lines, but like um Zarface has a track where he, he talks about like robbing every superhero, like reminiscent of um 50 Cent's track, talking about like robbing like everyone in the hip hop industry. But yeah. like he said, like um, like how he's gonna rob rob Scott Lang, how he's gonna like steal Tony Stark's suit, how he's gonna like um, sneak up on Black Panther, like Wakanda, like it's just super funny, super like yeah, super um, just amazing. If you want to check out That's something cool. fun, what the Bizarre Face and MF Doom. That's super um, fun. Yeah, 
I think I think all the albums we mentioned. If you haven't if you haven't spent them yet, definitely Check take some out. time. Yes. Yeah. Because for the rest of the episode, I think we're gonna be talking about one, <laughs> maybe one or two albums that came yes. out throughout this. Yes, week. which are very, I mean, very connected mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. Yes. But uh, we're gonna get into Donda. Uh-huh. Kanye West. Yes. And the recently released Certified Lover Boy by Drake. Trust me, Daddy. Trust me, Daddy. <laughs> so, Koku. Yeah. I think you've listened to both albums yes. at this point. I just finished listening to Certified Lover Boy today. Okay. Which, you know. It wasn't as much of a drag as I thought it was going to be. I saw that hour, 30 minute. Yeah. It, it didn't feel that long, which is surprising because. That's interesting. Usually like when I listen to Drake albums, it feels like, like I'm just like trying to pace, like just trying to get to the end as soon as possible. Like I feel like it's a drag. <laughs> and like, But this one, it, it, it didn't feel too, too, too um, bad to get through. I do feel like the uh, I do feel like the second half mm-hmm. of the album is a lot stronger than the front end. Mm-hmm. And there was a point when I was listening to it, because like just even back up a little bit, like you know we get word that the Drake album's gonna drop. Of course, I'm thinking like. Oh yeah, typical album. Like it'll drop on a Friday at midnight, and so I'm like up, and it's probably around like 11:30, maybe a little bit past 11:30, and I'm like laying in bed, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stick it out, and I'm gonna listen to the album when it drops, mm-hmm. and I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I see Drake post, and he's like, yo. Album's dropping at 2 a.m. Oh. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I wonder I wonder who did stay up for that 2 a.m. drop. My little brother did. Oh. He texted me at I think 2:23 a.m. and said all he wrote was Drake is here. Stop. That was the text I woke Stop. up to the next morning. Did you block him as soon as he texted that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Drake yeah. is here. Drake is here. That's he's at your house. <laughs> he's at your I was house. like, "Yo, <laughs> is he?" I should have cleaned up. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know. Um. So yeah, let's get into this. Certified Lover Boy. What is this? Drake's seventh studio album. Some, something like that. It's honestly. I've lost count at this point. He has a lot because he has playlists, he has mixtapes, he has EPs. He is somebody who is very much played with the format, how he positions that. Yes, the the verbiage is very loose when it comes to dropping a collection of work. But CLB, Certified Lover Boy, has, has been in circulation the name has been in circulation for about a year and a half, two years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been he's been talking about it mm-hmm. uh, for a minute, which I feel like the last time he did that 
was with views. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I felt like that views from the six kind of like that was circling around yep. in the music for a minute before the album actually ended up dropping. So yes. there was definitely some like some hype yeah. around this project. And even before as it we, goes with any Drake project. Exactly. Um, before we got this, we got Dark Lane demo tape. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Which is our, our first episode. Was that our first or second episode? Second episode. Yeah, that was our second podcast. episode. Whew, like, how, like how far you come. Yeah. Um, but, you know, usually people might see that as a indication of what like the album is going to bring. Um, right. But... I think Surf All Over Boy is very different than Dark Lane, Devil Tape. Um, yeah. I guess Dark Lane, Devil Tape speaks to his name. is very moody, very... Right, right. Very, like, spooky and scary. Kind of, a, like, scary hours. Like, yeah. Like, Surf All Over Boy, I personally thought it was going to be more of, like, a... Like, a lovey-dovey kind of, like, Drake, like, pouring his soul. And, yeah. like, being the quintessential Drake... But I think Drake sounds the most insecure he's had he's been yes. so far. Yes. It's it's a weird mix of him trying to be like I don't want to say mess like trying to do like toxic masculinity. He's like it's like him trying to be overly macho, yeah. but like to disguise this insecure thing he's feeling. Cause he talks about like like um like taking strippers out and like oh if you don't do what i want i'm gonna I'm take you back like it's me, yeah. or, me it's my way to highway type things yeah he talks about like like lo- oh like, the only thing i really love is my son like and like to be fair like he's been a father for a couple years now so i can't like judge him for that right, i can't like right, say, right. say that's not true then like he also brings up the beef again that he has with kanye and it's yeah weird because He's stated that he held, he wants no parts of that anymore. Like right. he's done with that chapter. So I don't know what he's trying to grasp on this project. It's very confusing on what he's trying to display. Yeah, it was, it definitely was like, I think it was confusing for me when I saw like reports that this like Drake, Kanye, Pusha T beef was like resurfacing. Yeah. Um, just cause like I had kind of put it out of my head yeah <laughs> funny funny as much as much as you talk about it i don't really care anymore no yeah and I, I think it's just like it's honestly like it just feels very like stupid and inconsequential yeah. at this point and i think part of it is like i mean if we get into sort of the like rap titans like mm-hmm. Drake and Kanye are definitely like the ones, arguably mm-hmm. you throw Kendrick into that conversation. But like, as far as just like full on, like superstardom. Yeah. Sell out, sell out yeah. albums, sell out merch, sell out studios. Right. Like, like Kanye and Drake. The ones kind of- who are just like, so they have like so saturated every market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is them. And yeah. It's like, I was listening to something today and it was essentially saying that like, you know, the only person that like Drake is really competing with at this point 
is Kanye West and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and so you get like this, like this weird sort of personal uh, pieces of it, which like, mm-hmm. I know like Kanye, like this feels like it was years ago was like tweeting about like Drake and Kim like that was a whole thing mm-hmm. and then like Drake was on uh sicko mode like yeah. you know rapping about like kind of the directions to get yeah. to <laughs> Kanye's house like it has taken so many different forms all yeah. of which have felt I think the thing of it is like it's personal but also in this like weird like internet celebrity kind of way where like we both see we neither of like none of us see them as real people and so like this personal stuff that they're talking about more so becomes headlines and memes than it Mm -hmm. does like some like thing where we feel like it's personally going to impact their lives because we don't see them as people (laughs) at this point and so it's like it's I think it's hard for me to feel as connected to it where like for some reason I felt like more connected to Drake versus Meek Mill and Drake versus Pusha T but like Drake and Kanye just feels on this like very untouchable level that I can't really make sense of because we both know I mean we all know that there's nothing that the other person can do to like end their career or like to like stop them because like you said they're titans like anything they put out is going to sell out and like you mentioned Kendrick and like Kendrick's arguably in that but like if Kendrick drops like a pair of shoes like people will buy it but it's not going to go crazy like Drake or Kanye if Kendrick drops merch it's not going to go crazy like Drake or Kanye no so these people are Drake and Kanye are both in a position where any result of this beef is not going to affect them at all like no like it's just really weird and it's funny because i thought drake wasn't going to mention kanye at all on this thing and i thought like kanye is going to be the one that was still like like picking at drake i i was i thought like kanye was the the one more invested in it like i was like oh yeah like drake i was like drake doesn't care at all drake is having a great time he's like yeah but it's weird how it shifted like drake seems to be the one because he's the thing is, like, I feel like Drake has been the most invested one. Mm-hmm. And I'll say because, like, the, I like, specifically thinking back to, like, Scorpion, mm-hmm. where, like, this dude had a whole other version of the album. Yeah. Before stuff happened, before a lot of this stuff popped off with Kanye and Pusha T. Mm-hmm. And then... A lot of that happened, and he was like, "Nah, like <laughs> I think I'm he had to." This up. I think if he, I think, I think, I think if he did it, yeah, it, it would, it would be worse. Like if he didn't mention it on the album, totally. If totally. he kept it the same, it would be a lot worse. Yeah, but I'm like, we're now at this. I go back to mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, all right, now we got this thread, yes, from Scorpion to Certified Lover Boy, where it's like, bro, you are still adapting. Yeah, to Kanye. Even like before Certified Lover Boy drop on that tribute yeah. feature, like he talks about, yeah. oh, you're 44. Like talking about, like, well, Jake, you're not that far from 44 nah. <laughs> either. <laughs> like you, you might want to 
quiet down because yeah. like, you become in a position where like you're you're reaching that that status and yeah you know you're kind of you're, you're faulting when it comes to this yeah and i think at a certain point like it begins to uh affect the creativity yeah of like the music that you're putting out for sure it's like i think that was one of the things that stood out to me with certified lover boy mm-hmm. on like a number of on like a few different planes like there's the kanye plane there's also just the plan of like the point where drake is at and kind of this like you know status and kind of wealth and just overall like positioning in the culture that he has at this point that i think mm-hmm. like also impacts the creativity but there's also like just the like overall like internet meme nature of drake which like i think we've all been you know we all have like the impression at this point pretty much that like oh he's very intentional and in how yeah. he positions himself you know in terms of like his brand and the art and all those things mm-hmm. uh to be able to get some kind of reaction where uh but it's also like i i think i I saw somebody like juxtapose like drake with lil nas x like Mm -hmm. they both do very similar things in terms of like they have this like they know that like what they do is going to get a reaction but like the internet has also like changed significantly uh where like Lil Nas X is like way more in tune not only with just like the ways of the web right now but also just like overall cultural conversations where Mm -hmm. he's like yo like I can make this like really poppy music that like people you know want to sing along to and all this but also like I can attach what I'm doing to like causes yeah like he did his whole like uh baby registry thing today uh because he's like he's been doing these shoots where he is like where he's pregnant Mm -hmm. uh like about to give birth to uh (laughs) this album montero yeah and along with that he did this baby registry Mm -hmm. where like you can give kind of based on the different songs each song has a charity that you can like donate to kind of off of the registry, uh, which is like, so just so smart. So like, it's right there. Um, you know, but then you have Drake who like, yeah, he gets how people are going to react to things that he does, but it also, I think feels sort of like overplayed at this point, but also like detached from everything else that is happening within culture and the conversations that are going on we can see by the album cover just yeah the the emoji of the pregnant lady holding her belly right and this is the worst album art (laughs) it's 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 so it's so it's gonna be so dated so fast Yes. Like it's not gonna hold up. It feels yes. I wish there was I wish there was an alternative cover art. Maybe there might be if there's any physical discs that release, but it just feels 
so like you were saying, like, I know it's going to get a reaction, but that momentary reaction, it's not going to, it's not going to give this album any lasting power when it comes to album art. Like, it's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to be iconic in a good way. It's, it's infamous at this point, to me, at least. People no, might I, like it. I just think I'm it's, in full, I'm in full agreement. It feels like something that he, you know, put out to get the initial reaction of yeah. like, yo, why does Drake have like all these emojis? Why did he do it this way? Da 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 da. And then like, you know, the the brands will then like make their own versions of yeah. it. Like, you know, there will be all the different like thing pieces around it and whatnot. And I guess we're doing that now. But it's just like it isn't something that I think Koku, your point, like it's it it does feel sort of dated in a way that like when you're leaning too hard into something and kind of making it almost as if it's like just for this specific moment yeah like you take away some of that like some of that timelessness Mm -hmm. um and i think it's like with the way too sexy video too like you get some of that where it's just like bro you're playing into a lot of like different like references and things right now that like okay cool like people will get their moments from it uh but i don't know what it is but like the laugh now cry later video to me felt Mm -hmm. way more natural yeah and drake like than way too sexy or you know anything that he's done kind of with this whole album rollout up to this point i think it's Ever since the hotline bling, I think when that came out, he, he's probably doing some type of joke within it. But I think he might have been serious most of the time. And he saw how it became a meme. And he's like, oh, shoot, I got to like make it seem like I'm the funny guy. Like, I got to make it like seem like I'm in the joke, too. I'm like, I'm, I'm silly as well. And I think from then, like he's been adding this comedic element to his videos. And hoping it'll have that much staying power um um as hotline bling yeah i think it's it's wild you brought up hotline bling because i hadn't made that connection yet but like that really was like the first like big drake meme moment like (laughs) that was such a I feel like such a moment where he went from like, you know, like probably I would maybe say like kind of that Kendrick level. Yeah. Like rap pop star kind of thing to like meteoric cultural icon. Like that video was everywhere. It it was a positive me moment because he definitely got me before, but it was all about like, oh, like light skinned niggas listen to Drake while they like yeah that's exactly. so like he always had like yeah. a negative meme yeah. culture to him but this was the first positive one this was like i mean it transcended mm-hmm. like everybody was doing something yes. related to that video or was mm-hmm. able to reference it the dance the outfit like yeah. it was you know SNL i think skit. like yeah and i mean like he even knew i think going into that mm-hmm. like it was very much curated 
in such a way to like create those kinds of moments. Not that he could plan every bit of that, but definitely yeah. knew there would be a reaction to it. For now sure. I think it's like the more he's done some of this stuff, it's almost like you're kind of testing and learning and picking up different reference points along the way mm-hmm. to where you almost understand it too well. Yeah. But also like aren't as you're also kind of like out of touch yeah. with just overall conversations I, I, happening I, I, in terms of how people react to where like the, I mean, the whole toxic masculinity positioning like yeah. that in itself is like, doesn't go over as well yeah. <laughs> with like broad <laughs> audience. Like there's I, a pocket of, there's a pocket of Twitter uh-huh. and Instagram or whatever. That's like, haha, future it. are toxic. King. Yeah. They love but it. Like it's not, I would venture to say like, not the, not the uh, main <laughs> agree point of agreement. <laughs> I feel like Drake finds minion memes funny. Like I feel like that's the type of lady ladies in like, he's in that Facebook like type uh-huh. of meme, like he thinks uh-huh. he shares that with Future and you know, Twenty One <laughs> Savage, but like, like you were saying, Lil Nas X, he's so in tune. Like he had that Old Town Road, but like he knew that was good. He moved on from that. Like knew to get a reaction on Montero, knew how to like do that. Then moved on to um Industry Baby and like sparking that. Like he knows yeah. when I to mean, quit. It's just so. He's so naturally ingrained in it yeah. too. Just like having been a product of it and like, yeah. you know, is a barb, like was yeah. a part of like Stan Twitter and all that stuff. Like he is just very in tune with like mm-hmm. how to get conversations going, to be quick witted in a way mm-hmm. that like, you know, just that people can access real easily. Yes. I mean, he's, I feel like he's, He's so smart. Like he's yeah. very much like in a position to like just keep getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any standout tracks on an album? Ooh. Yeah. So I will say like, and I, I mean, we've alluded to it a little bit. Like this album is long as hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, and was it? It's a, I think it's over an hour and a half. About, um yeah hour 26 minutes yeah okay so like right right under but mm-hmm. yeah it's like it is a long album which like drake is i mean he doesn't really do a lot of short projects yeah um but, i mean scorpion was hour 30 yeah yeah and that was a two two-parter mm-hmm. like this is one album this is one album <laughs> yeah and it uh so like yeah i mean there were definitely not only from a quality standpoint but overall just like lyrics being problematic and you know there's the (laughs) there is the uh track the credits tsu credits r kelly yeah uh with the with some of the production stuff so like Mm -hmm. there are those kinds of moments uh, that are very unfortunate and just like overall an issue. So like once I was able to kind of like, you know, that first spin, listen through everything. And I feel like the tracks that stood out to me, uh, Champagne Poetry 
is like that beat is so interesting mm-hmm. um you know and just like i felt like the lyrics were like kind of drake it his best yeah where like you do get those quotables but it also felt like it was you know like he was pushing pushing things forward a little bit more mm-hmm. um and then poppy's home mm-hmm. um i think is a really really cool track um i think way too sexy is interesting uh i don't know if i like it or yeah even love it yet i'm like (laughs) still trying to make sense of it Uh um but didn't you say girls my girls is one of your favorite tracks stop playing bro (laughs) (laughs) yo let me you sent me some lyrics you said i could like facts Don't you do send, this to me. You send me the lyrics and tell me, yo, these don't are facts. Don't get me canceled, bro. <laughs> yo, it's unfortunate that song is on the album. And what's oh, more, it's so... And, and what's more unfortunate, it comes so early. It's the third that song. song is, that song is the album cover. It is. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Like, I'm just like, bro, you... And we've talked about this, and you brought it up when we mm-hmm. talked about Dark Lane demo tapes like how Drake has just not evolved. <laughs> and at the time I was like, yeah, like he hasn't evolved. And like, you know, but we like, you know, we know what to expect from Drake and it's fine. I feel like he devolved. <laughs> he regressed. <laughs> like, bro, in what, like, how does this ever make sense? To make a song like Girls Want Girls and have that lesbian line on there. If you're listening to this, you probably already heard the line, but I have some lines, some of my favorite lines throughout the album. Oh, man. This is one of them where he says, and I quote, this isn't coming from me. This is Koku. (laughs) Koku wrote this. (laughs) He said, yeah. Say that you're a lesbian, girl. Me too. <laughs> it Mm-mm. it's so terrible, and it, the worst part is it's part of the chorus. So you hear it like three, four times throughout the yeah. the length of the song. Yeah, such not a good. such a such a weird line. Not not funny. Not clever. No. Very no. very dismissive of this girl who's it's just like who's revealing herself to you and saying that she's yeah, and overall just like bro <laughs> you're 35. I just don't understand dude <laughs> like you would think after getting some of the allegations that Drake has gotten yes that you would either lay low or just like shy away. Yeah. From like saying anything that would mm-hmm. present or introduce any further questions around exactly how you how you show up in the world. And I guess like I mean hey. the the most extreme form of that is R. Kelly, who yeah. like has never like had all had every allegation and like still continued to like make the songs that he did. And so 
I'm like, I guess as a abuser, alleged abuser, like you can kind of, you like, that's not really an issue for you, but I'm like, dude, come on. I would think that you have to some sense, even if it's just, even if it's just like, yeah, that you would at least like try and avoid any sort of like red flags. Um, You mentioned Poppy's home. And he had the line where he said, lock the door to the bathroom because they're doing something that is not Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Bro. So lame. Dude. I, like the way I like a lot of the times when I like hear a corny rap lyric, I like to picture that rapper, that person saying it at the party. So I imagine Drake at a party and he sees like these two girls rushing the bathroom. Like he turns, he turns over to like, um, like Wayne or like Jazz Prince, and he he like whispers to them and says, "Hey, I bet they're doing something that's not Pepsi." And like he like chuckles to himself. Nah, bro. <laughs> like he thinks it's so funny. That's why I think like Drake mm-hmm. likes like minion memes on Facebook. Like he thinks, bro, it's hilarious. There is a uh, oh man, I gotta find this line, but. Somebody said that it was giving eugenics because he was like, (laughs) it took a lot of fucking for me to get this kid or something like that. I was like, yo, "Yo, why? Drake here is trying to breed the perfect race. (laughs) (laughs) Like Adonis, like Adonis listening to that song, like when he's grown up, he's going to be like, yo. Oh man, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I think that uh, I enjoyed uh, Love All with Jay Z, mm-hmm. which I had heard, I think I had heard a leak of that song prior, mm. um, but it was without the Jay Z verse, mm. and I was like, Yeah, this song is. The song goes. I'm glad it ended up on the album. Yeah. Uh, Fair Trade is cool. Um, Knife Talk. 21 has a has a dope verse. Name oh. Project Pat <laughs> comes happy, through with some goodness too. I'm happy you mentioned Knife Talk because 21. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm confused about when he said Chopper hit him and he turned into a booty clapper. <laughs> Like I imagine, does he get shot and start twerking? Like he just turned into a booty. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I I don't know what that means, but shit. I mean, no. if niggas start saying that, shit, I'm not gonna. You about, bro, I'm gonna turn you into a booty <laughs> clapper. <laughs> like, like, fam. You what? what? Sir, that's a soul. Sir, oh you can't say God. that to me. There to go back to uh champagne poetry. Uh-huh. I loved uh it's the pretty boys versus the petty boys. <laughs> that was great. It's mm-hmm. just quintessential, yeah. Quintessential Drake. Yeah. Um there was a. oh man, under a picture lives some of the greatest quotes for me. Okay. I love that joint. I love it. Um I, lo- I I think like album intro Drake 
is the Drake I want to hear more often because it yes. sounds like he delivers those lines not in like a corny way, like or in a way like he doesn't believe it himself. Because sometimes when he's rapping, right. he says a line and he could tell like he's just saying it just to say it. But like, yeah, when he yeah. says like, even on um Tuscan leather, like when he's, I think like a line that still gives me chills when he says um like um like look at these other rappers. We'll see who's around a decade from now. Like like mm. you could tell like he's like actually believes that and like yeah. Every album track, you can tell, like, he, it, it prepares me to, like, it, it tricks me all the time. I was like, okay, this is how Drake's rapping. Okay, I can't wait. Then you get exactly, into, like, this, bro. You get into um, Girls Want Girls, and then you're like, fuck. Dude, no. that was the thing, dude. The album starts so strong. Yeah. It's like, it starts in a way that you're like, oh, mm-hmm. like, Drake is, like, Drake is here. Yeah, even like, Poppy saw him. That's pretty funny, like. He's yeah. talking like, oh, like, yo, your dad saw him. All, y- all y'all kids better get get ready, like that shit. Like, it's it's funny, it's it's enjoyable, but then, oh no, yeah, it really it really takes a it really takes a turn with girls want girls, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're you know like Yeba's heartbreak, Yeba's dope, um, and I'm glad that she had like this kind of standout moment yeah on the album um i really liked uh i think fountains the yeah fountains the track with thames um thames is dope it's on whiz kids essence mm-hmm. um she's really she's really great i think she's gonna you know continue to like continue to see some really great success especially mm-hmm. kind of coming off of this album um and I think the song that like I I've heard mixed reviews on it, but I kind of liked it because I guess it felt more like a Kid Cudi song was I Miss You Too. Um, yeah. Like it's a I was like, damn, I, I don't think as far as I know, I don't think they've ever done a song together. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they both, I mean, kind of came up around the same time and so it's kind of surprising i guess you know with the like some of the kanye stuff like maybe but like they've never had kind of a moment and i can see how people could say like i don't know if they mesh well but Mm -hmm. i thought it was like a pretty uh yeah i thought it was a cool song for what it was is that the is that the, the end that's all I got, man. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if you had the last. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of my songs match up with you, like Champagne Poetry, Poppy's Home on some parts, um, Dabba's Heartbreak. I also want to talk about the this constant narrative of Drink having no friends and him being this loner. And we got to get into it. Drake, come on. I'm like, bro, for someone who constantly is posting about like the guys that he has around him and has had like, I mean, a lot of the same types like 40 mm-hmm. oliver like there's some of those guys that like have just repetitively like repeatedly been there yeah kind of throughout the career i'm like damn yo i mean maybe they're just like colleagues but like <laughs> it's 
if they're friends, like, bro, you got to be listening to the songs and be like, are we good? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, hey, can we talk before you release this? Like, what's, what's, and it, like, he has a album filled with features. So I don't know what friends he's not. Ha- I mean, I'm not his friend. That's for sure. Like, I don't know Drake. Right. Even so, the joint, even uh, no friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude. That's what you have several. Yeah, that's what made me think I was going through. Like, what's going on, Drake? Like, just say who you don't like and stop. It's just a it's just a tired. Yeah, like that narrative, the no friends in the industry kind of narrative, and even the uh, even the joint about like, I mean, he always has these like chip on his shoulder raps about Mm -hmm. like you know, nobody's giving me respect, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, that just isn't, it's false. <laughs> it's a farce. <laughs> like, the fact is, like, yes, you are a meme in some regards or whatever. Mm-hmm. People may think, like, you're more singer than rapper or whatever. But, like, we wouldn't give you the time of day that, we do as listeners and as fans if there wasn't some kind of like some kind of cultural moment that happens whenever drake releases anything exactly but yeah i think think 7 a.m on bridal path that was a that was another like time destination type song that you get from drake and i think that's is that the song where he Talks about yay a lot. Yeah, that's like yeah. the main Kanye track. Yeah, him a lot. Um, I thought that was cool. I thought he was getting his bar because he has that. Um, next time you leak my destination, make that you tell your driver to make that your destination line. Like he he has some he he got his bars off on that. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, certified lover boy. All in all, like you said, it seemed like Drake has took a step back and on the album there's moments of like clarity and and a, a cohesive thought but in other times it just seems like he's just rambling yeah yeah yo there the 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 bar on 7am on bridal path that i love uh, I could give a fuck about who designing your sneakers and tees. Have somebody put you on a gildan. You play with my seed. Like, okay, talking okay. that song, talking that song, We're talking, bro. That's where I'm like, man. There's some like, I love a project. Like, if you're reading this, because it just felt like throughout that project. Like Drake is just getting his bars off. Yeah. And like there are definitely moments on songs where it's like, all right, that rhyme scheme is like hasn't aged as well. Yeah. Or whatever. But like for the most part, like he was rapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was really, he was really doing the damn thing. And it was like, uh, you know, I think one of the one of the first times where we got kind of that like aggressive Drake on songs and since then it's become a little bit like he's kind of become a caricature of himself in doing that but like i definitely 
I enjoy when he goes to that space, but there is this like thin line of like where he does that and it feels right and confident. Yeah. And then when he does that and it feels insecure Mm -hmm. and like, I can't take you seriously. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. We, we hope we hope for the former we want the confident we want that bar we want that we want right. that funny drake but you right. know we'll get to see how that how that yeah. plays out yes i feel and like then we have we have donda we have donda um i listened to donda it took me a longer to listen to donda donda's like yeah talk, talk me talk me through your your process of getting there so I was very apprehensive to listen to it. Um, you know, Kanye has been a polarizing figure for the last... He's been a polarizing figure since he came in industry, but for the last two, three years, he has been very difficult to work with or listen to or right, right. To, to say that you're a, a fan. Um, but he released, I think this is his ninth studio album, Donda. Um, and this album... Was supposed to come out who knows when i think pr- probably similar to certified lover boy like this the name being mentioned but unlike drake kanye has a history of it because he had the total graphic 16 he had um so help me god he had um like what was another project there was uh was the one good ass good ass uh, job yeah good ass job um, so many projects that have been mentioned. You say he's working on. We even see track lists at time, but never show up. People like drop the album, don't get to see it. I think even at a point he mentioned like a Watch the Throne too, and like <laughs> there is that was not happening at that time at all. Didn't uh, didn't Two Chains end huh? up releasing So Help Me God or Two Chains? Am I remembering that correctly? <laughs> I don't know. Titty boy? He, yeah, like, he did, you're, bro. You're telling me Two Chains has Kanye West albums? He has all of them. <laughs> Two Chains drops last year. He dropped "So Help Me God." How? It's, it's that's the thing, dude. I'm like, it's Two Chains talking King of rap? about that. Kanye was talking about that. Uh, that title mm. for so long. And then I'm guessing he was just like, yo, two change, you to one. Here, take it. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like he dropped Kanye's album before him. No, 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 no. Okay, that's how I was like, it's two chains a king of rap. Like, does he have like everyone's album? <laughs> and he, he had Jay Electronica's album and like he finally, like he's the one who dropped it. Um, but Donda came out, I think came out Sunday, um, August 29th. And it's a whopping hour and 48 minutes and that felt longer to listen to it took me like three days to finish it um because you got some 10 minute tracks you got some eight minute tracks you got tracks that are are pretty long now a lot of people been saying it's bloated and it feels like too many tracks on it despite the length i don't think it's bloated i just think it's not Mm. it's not dialed in it's Mm. all over the place in some parts yeah um you get a lot of great features you get jay on it you get west side gun um comedy the machine 
Uh, you get a low inhale sample. You get 5EL foreign, Playboy Cardi. You get a whole bunch of features on it. And they all do their part pretty well. Um, yeah. I do feel like this is a, if you want to call it a gospel album, I feel like it's more in tune with Kanye's belief and his skill than Jesus is King. Because I feel like Jesus King sounded like what Kanye thinks a gospel album should sound like. And that's just like generic, like, and it's good. And if that's what you want to have as a gospel album, I guess, I don't know. It's like Jesus King definitely just sounds like some person who read like a Wikipedia page about a gospel album and like, like, oh yeah, that's it. I can do that. <laughs> I released it. But Donna sounds more personal and he has a lot more experiences that he talks about throughout the album along with like other artists too who give like some like pretty like dope eulogies like as they're rapping like West Side Gun and Conway Machine like coming from Buffalo New York experience a lot and they they tell about that on their time they have on an album you get a, an amazing verse by Jay Electronica who like talks about Haiti and the Clintons and Ghana and like of course like he's talking that third eye Hotep, the Dr. Umar bar. He's giving Dr. <laughs> Umar bars, but it's it's good in this case. Um, you get a great verse by Jay. It's always great to see him on a track together, which is interesting because Jay was on um, Certified Lover Boy too. True. I you know what? I'm not here to talk about that. Um, <laughs> it's I I can't speak on what Jay's doing, but. You know, he's he's rapping, which is what he came to do. Um, yeah. Yet The Weeknd, who has on the song Hurricane, which is by far one of the best songs in the album, because um, it's like a remix of... I'm not sure. Did you hear that 80 Degrees song that he, like, got leaked a couple years ago? Like, no. all lights off for me, all lights off for me. Uh-uh. Well, it was Kanye's vocals, and he had a song called 80 Degrees. Okay. Then it was renamed Hurricanes, and, like, you heard more of it. I think it was, um, who else was on there? Um, shoot. Who was that guy on Jesus is King? Who's Aunt Clemens. Aunt Clemens, yeah, yeah. Was he on there? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was Aunt Clemens and Kanye, but now it's the weekend version. Beautiful song, so smooth. You hear the choir swelling, you hear the weekend's angelic voice. Dope ass track. Um, of course, you get con- corny Kanye bars. Um, he says, There's one that's so like, come on, man. When oh, he's no. like, If I text you, hey, you better reply with hey with three Y's or hey with four I's. Like, I'm like, What are you saying? <laughs> hey with four I's? <laughs> He said, you better reply hey with three Y's or hi with four I's. I, I, I know what, like, if that's what he likes in his, if that's what he likes in his partner. What's he texting? What's he texting? Okay. What teenager you. is, bro. We're what worried Gen about. Gen Z. <laughs> texting them, Charlie D'Amelio. That's what's happening. <laughs> Oh my god, bro! I'm like, maybe you're talking to your kids, but yeah, like, oh, you kids, like I don't know what's happening. This is weird. 
it's weird, but you get corny Connie lines, but you also get some pretty dope ones, pretty interesting ones. Yeah. You get some catchy tracks. Um, I think I really like um, Hurricanes, Off the Grid. Believe what I say is that Lauren Hill sample, that's pretty dope. We have a track called Moon. Um, I think the one with Baby Keem is Heaven and Hell. Uh, it's like, yes, it's, it's Travis, Kanye, and Baby Keem. And whatever that track is, super fire. Um, I think Junja is dope. Junja Part 2. Jesus is Lord Part 2. Jesus is Lord. Jail Part 2. Jail. Like, there's there's some tracks that I really like. Um, but overall, it feels a little... It feels a little everywhere. It's not... Does it as, feel? Does it feel everywhere in a similar way to Life of Pablo, or in a way that feels worse? I feel like Life of Pablo was like a controlled chaos where it all like comes together at the end, and it all has like a yeah. similar vibe. But this one, it just feels like you're standing in a, a big museum, and mm. there's pictures spread out everywhere and you're just like walking to one picture looking at it they have to walk all the way across there to look at another picture like it's great mm-hmm. art it's it's really it's it has some meaning sometimes but at the same time this could have been closed and more concise it it's if i feel like there's like too many of the same art pieces in one area like yeah it could be more dialed in but donda was surprisingly good even though it took forever to listen to, it's surprisingly good with an unfortunate rollout and an unfortunate <laughs> amount of hope on an album that you don't like to see. <laughs> um, we talked about Drake having that um, R. Kelly writing credit on it because of TSU. But then we have yeah. Kanye bringing in Marilyn Manson and the baby yeah. for assistance on it. Which yeah. is like, like at this point, and like I was watched, I was reading or watching this review of Donda, and people were saying, "Well, maybe this is a this inclusion of the baby in Marilyn Manson is him trying to, you know, show faith in these people, trying to like you know acceptance and things like that." But like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't this, know, like forgive them, for forgiveness, they know what they do, kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah. But I don't know because. Kanye's a decisive figure. He likes adding controversy to points where you don't have to. Like, Yeah. It felt like, and so like full disclosure, I have not listened to the album yet. Uh, May, I may at some point. Um, But like with the, uh, yeah, with the rollout, like it was one of those things where like Kanye used to like do something and I would was immediately engaged mm-hmm. and like was there for like every step of the process, like wanted to, you know, be a part of all of the moments. Mm-hmm. And I think like over the past few years as you know, he has become, 
kind of more and more uh, problematic, if you will. And it, uh, and, you know, began to kind of do and say things that feel really hard to reconcile mm-hmm. um, with continuing to support him as an artist or even just, you know, simply listen to the music that he's putting out. Um, it's become just less, it's, he's just become less interesting to me from a uh, musical like feeling a musical connection to him. Mm -hmm. And so like going through kind of this process, like, you know, I'm hearing stuff about the, like, you know, the Mercedes Benz, like stadium uh, moments and how he's not really saying anything, read a few pieces about like, um, you know, how his like silence was, you know, how it could be perceived as like, oh, like he's less, you know, less problematic than he was, or like, isn't as like kind of out there as he was, but it's also a thing that like, he's kind of selectively chosen what and what he's not going to speak on and kind of hope that in that silence, like people would sort of like, uh, you know, more easily overlook kind of the things that he's said and done and been a part of mm-hmm. over the past few years. And so, um, you know, which I thought was like an interesting uh, way to kind of view sort of how he was moving through this. And then the next like news moment that I heard about was the Marilyn Manson and the baby joint, which uh, and having them at the, the Mercedes Benz like show kind of yeah. thing. And, um, I was listening to a podcast earlier today where they were talking about that moment and they had brought up that like, you know, maybe this was a thing of like, you know, this kind of like sign of like Christian forgiveness. Yeah. Um, of like, you know, despite the things they've done, like we shouldn't like discount them as people. Um, and the I think the thing that like they began to come to and like I come back to too is like yes there's that but there's also like this you know you can perceive it as also like this statement on like quote unquote cancel culture too Mm -hmm. and like him feeling like you know these people that have been quote unquote canceled like Mm -hmm. deserve to have a platform mm-hmm. in a sense because like I've been you know I Kanye West have been canceled like and you know I don't want like I don't deserve to have like my things taken from me mm-hmm. either um which to me is like a f- far more insulting kind of way of viewing it yeah um and Yeah, I think just like ultimately throughout the process, it was becoming one, like I wasn't as interested as I have been previously, but then to also begin to like question within myself, like there are always going to be sort of those like uh, moments of contradiction when it comes to art. 
like hip hop is a genre of contradictions and moral compromises. And, you know, when it comes to art, you sort of, you know, it, it is honestly on the individual to decide yeah. how and to what extent you are going to engage and who you choose to engage with. And um, yeah, I think for me, man, like I'm, I'm, I won't say <laughs> that I won't listen to the album. Yeah. Um, I will essentially just say like, I have been less excited and less driven uh, to move, to listen to it because of the spectacle yeah. around it. And to me, how that can inform, potentially inform the music. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I, w- I was in no rush to listen to this either. Um, I just finally decided to check it out. And it's tough because like you were saying, bringing these people out with history of abuse and discrimination against uh, a, a set of people for what some can say is for retribution. Some may say is for cancel culture pushback. And some may just say it's for like just the news article. It's You can't really say for sure unless we're Kanye himself. You only can speculate. And it's tough trying, it's tough having someone who is so like pivotal to, to my life and seeing this form take place and having opposing views to what I I think is morally just and what he thinks is morally right. And it's 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 terrible because I'm I'm a believer that music is reflective of their real life. And if this is them in real life and this is the music, I don't wanna contribute to that and be another cog in that machine. So you know, I think it ultimately comes down to like if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If you don't, don't. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd say too, like I, I wonder how, to your point, like I wonder how much nostalgia plays into like how we either distance ourselves or yeah. are unable to distance ourselves from like certain artists. Mm-hmm. Like I know with, I know with Drake and like Certified Lover Boy, like there is this nostalgic connection that. I have with Drake um, to where I, and I, I had written some stuff about this, I think on Twitter of just like how I'm more connected to Drake as a caricature and like as a meme than I am as an artist. Um, And I feel like that's probably something that has happened kind of more so in recent years, but where it's just like, Oh, like, I know what to expect from Drake in the sense of like, I know I'm going to get these like Instagrammable lines. He's going to give me the, like, he's going to give me a few frames in his music videos that like I can use as like reactions to people when I'm like texting them or tweeting. And I know like 
you're going to get some of his like ridiculous photos that like he shares on like his Instagram or whatnot that, you know, become just another form of like content and just like overall like internet language um, and just like connection points. And so, I mean, we got all of that with Certified Lover Boy. We also have the baggage from his like previous allegations and around like grooming and also, um, you know, this like what the album presented with TSU and the R. Kelly credit. And it's one of those things where it's like this, uh, I think like Kanye was really the first person that taught me how fickle celebrity is um because like kanye was and you know kanye is the uh the origin point for this podcast um you know if you go back to episode one and kind of listen to how we uh you know how this came to be like kanye for both of us is like a very integral figure um in our lives and our understanding of music um but like kanye also kind of throughout his career has shown how imperfect he is and how like he is somebody that you're not always going to be able to support wholeheartedly a hundred percent, which like, you know, is an important lesson to learn. Like it is one of those things where like it, it, has been hard through the years to be like, yo, I ride for this dude, but also to be like, I don't, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't vow for what he did there, you know? So overall, what would you give Certified Lover Boy on a scale from one to 10? Oh man. Uh, this may be harsh. This may be harsh. Save. I may go like five and a half, six. Okay. Um, like I, it is definitely by far not my favorite Drake project. I would even venture to say like is one of the lower tier Drake albums. Um, And, you know, I think that's a product of a number of things. Uh, You know, track listing is one thing, Mm -hmm. uh, but even just like, I think that the quality of the music to me was, uh, was more disappointing this time around than it has been and felt like more of a regression um, from where he's been, even on a project like Dark Lane Demo Tapes um, to now. Yeah. How about you? Um, I think I'll do three to a four. Um, I definitely feel like this is one of the most careless projects he's put out where he's he he could have put a lot more into it. I think if he built on a built on a concept of 
him being like the father of the rap game and also a new father to his actual child. Like that could have been a more fun album to like see him jump back and forth to like these real life moments and into this like kind of like boastful like hip hop moments. And as well, they can still do a lot of the same songy moments with the with a title like Cert- Certified Lover Boy. He kind of can like play with so many things, but instead he kind of delivered cringy lines and off-putting verses and like you said with the R. Kelly credit, a very suspicious yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> way of thinking when it comes to making a track. Because, I mean, yeah. they have a lot of say this. Even, I'm not going to pardon Kanye at all. Like, he could have said no. It's like, like, you don't, what makes these guys so special that you have to have a feature or a sample or, like, there's so many other artists that could fit that role. Like, I totally. don't know what's going on. And, I mean, I'll say, too, like, um, you know, I, I think Drake had, it's not saying much, but Drake had a little bit more, like, women representation represented on Mm -hmm. his project um than kanye did Mm -hmm. but neither of them um you know are and i think we talked about it but i feel like neither of them are really evolving yeah with the times Mm -hmm. um which i think will continue to be uh an issue for them unless like something and it, you know, happens in either of their personal lives that like, you know, forces that kind of thing. But yeah, I think like, as we think about culture at large, um, especially like, you know, kind of on the more progressive ends of things, like people want to see more uh, like what Lil Nas X is doing and how he's approaching you know, even the, the features on his album. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like there are some really incredible um, women artists, queer mm-hmm. artists who, uh, you know, I think have, uh, you know, I imagine like have an artistic respect um, for these guys. But like even it's probably a reflection, too, of like who is willing to work with them at this point yeah. versus not. I was I was smiling because he mentioned Lil Nas X's feature, and I was thinking, what kind of dumb shit would Drake say on a Lil Nas X feature? We don't need it. <laughs> he already said. We don't need it. <laughs> she said she's a So me too. <laughs> I wouldn't know what problematic shit Drake would say. We don't. We just you know. I have to. We, I have to travel to an alternate universe where this exists <laughs> just so I can listen to it. Um, also, one more thing that kind of ties it all together. Drake releasing the unreleased Kanye West and Andre 3000 track. Yeah. As a jab to Kanye West. But um, <laughs> a lot of posts have been made saying, oh, this is the best track Drake has ever released. <laughs> the Kanye West and Andre 3000 song. It's so just good. that whole thing, bro. Like... It was honestly like quintessential. Like it was just like I feel like it captured this moment that Drake is in really well, mm-hmm. where he is so caught up in 
this like him versus Kanye mm-hmm. thing that he has lost, I think, a lot of touch with like what actually moves people yeah. in this time. And like, I mean, he, I, I think he did himself a disservice yeah. with like leaking the track. Cause even like uh, Andre 3000's statement yeah. about the thing where he was like, yo, like this wasn't supposed to come out this way. And like, yeah. I didn't want to be a part of any sort of like beef thing. Like I want to work with everybody, all these people, all these guys, yeah. the dudes who I appreciate and, you know, admire, like I want to have the opportunity to work with them. Which, you know, I think just made Drake kind of look like more of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so strange how, because I, that is a Kanye move. I thought, like, Kanye would be the one pulling this. And Kanye did do some petty yeah. stuff, like leaking Drake's address and right. that that right. group like chat. <laughs> doxing him, yeah. 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 Never good. <laughs> but it seems like Drake is, like, trying to, like, you know, throw some punches and he's just throwing it in the room by himself. Yeah. He's, I wish he honestly, bro, he's always done better when he yeah. just keeps it to the music. Yeah. When he hit him with the, you know, he hit Meek Mill with the back to back and the charged mm-hmm. up. Like, bro, you, even with the, even in the Pusha T thing, like, yeah, Pusha hit him with that, like, story of Adidon and, like, you know, kind of left him in like a, a difficult place mm-hmm. um, from which to respond. But like, even then, like Drake had a, a fairly solid, like kind of track directed yeah. at Pusha before that happened. And yeah. I mean, even 7 a.m. Bridal Path or whatever, mm-hmm. 7 p.m., whatever it is, like you still get some really strong bars off there. Yeah. Like if it would just stay in the musical context, I think this becomes a much more interesting yeah. beef feud yeah, kind of thing. Whatever. But episode 28. We did it. We did it. We, we covered a lot. We, we did a review of two albums. We talked about some albums that we were spitting between the time where we recorded last and today. It's been good. It's been nice. It's been good. Man. It's, it's good to be yeah. good to get to get back on it. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, it'll be a little bit of a, a shorter time before next episode, but uh we'll see. Lens we'll coming up, all the things. We'll see y'all in December. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll see you at Christmas. Um, but yeah, yo, this is this has been super fun. Appreciate mm-hmm. y'all listening. Episode twenty-eight. Yes, uh, sir. Alex, you can find me at Lewis Alex ten. Put them on up. all of the things. Just type uh, it in Google. Do your fucking Googles. Do your do your Googles. Do, do your Googles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me, your boy, Goku Asama, aka Kenny Samoa. You can find me on Instagram at K-E-N-I, then Samoa like the cookie. And check out Bandcamp and SoundCloud if you want, if you want to hear yes, some production. I've been for some reason I've been doing a lot of Drake remixes. I don't know what's going on. Doing, doing some Drake. You flips. gotta do the girl, the girls want girls. <laughs>
Yeah, you gotta flip that real quick. Oh, that's a, that's gonna be the title. That's gonna be the single track. The girls want girls flip. It's just gonna be like a dancehall version of, <laughs> of it. Say that lesbian me too, 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 <laughs> me too, too, too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, episode twenty-eight. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been great, and I hope you have a um. A better year than Kanye and Drake. That's a great, that's a great <laughs> send off. <laughs> well, peace. peace.